Welcome to No Content, a podcast produced by Big Slate Media in Knoxville, Tennessee. No Content is a podcast full of content made by content creators. New trends, big ideas, and expert opinions, and all the need to know on how to keep your content fresh and fly. The title of today's podcast is The ABCs of B2C and B2B Marketing. Hey guys, thanks for joining us here on No Content. My name is Lucas Cooper. I'm here in studio with Jess Gutman. Hey, what's up? And Jonathan Halley. Hey, how's it going? Last week we talked about why your lame Happy Thursday Facebook post is annoying, and we talked a lot about different social media marketing strategy, and we came across a topic that we were all like, we could talk about this for, <laughs> for days. Um, and it was B2B versus B2C marketing strategy. So that's what we're doing today uh, in studio. And I have Jess and Jonathan, who both have years of experience in both of those areas. And we're just going to talk about some of the different challenges and some of the tactics that we use here at Big Slate Media when it comes to marketing for our B2B clients and versus our B2C clients. Uh, so let's hop right into some questions. Uh, and I just want to talk for a second about What's the difference in B2B versus B2C? Maybe one of you can define B2C for me and one of you can define B2B. Uh, Jess, what's, what's B2C? Yeah, uh, B2C stands for business to consumer and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's any business that's targeting direct individual consumers uh, making decisions for their everyday lives. Cool. Yeah, and uh, B2B would be uh, business to business. Um, so it's a company like us that's marketing to other businesses. So yeah, pretty straightforward. Yeah, and these lines, they do intersect at a time, and hopefully we'll cover some of that uh, a little bit later. To begin, I'll say that last week we talked about social media. So let's start there, and let's cover B2C and then B2B today. So let's let's talk about B2C first, because I feel like that's the easiest one to swallow as a marketer. So why is social media so good for B2C? It's kind of a buzz topic. Why is it so good for B2C? I would say that B2C audiences really demand visually appealing content, whether that be photo or video. And obviously, social media is a, is a great outlet for visual content. And so I feel like that's why it feels maybe a little bit easier for B2C to utilize social media and why it's so effective for them. I feel like B2C people or businesses have the easiest you know, marketing strategy. You mentioned it's kind of easy to get your mind around and I think it's because, you know, their customers are out there and especially in social media, that's where their customers are spending their time. And not only are they spending their, their time there, but their brain is engaged in creative and in discovery mode and all those kinds of things, which you want as a marketer. Um, you want to reach your customer when they're in that mode. So social media is a great place for that. Right, right. Visual content is king when it comes to B2C marketing. Jonathan, tell me what is the hardest part of social media or marketing strategy when it comes to B2C? I think content is probably the hardest part. Um, having enough, um, you know, ha having enough good content um, is definitely a challenge. I think another challenge is also that social media nowadays for uh, businesses is a pay to play marketplace. You, gone are the days. Facebook did a great job of training everybody early on that if you're a business and you post on Facebook, people will see it. And that was true five years ago, 10 years ago. And now if you're posting an organic post, unless it's really getting some traction, nobody's going to see that unless you throw, throw it down on a campaign. So I think those, those are probably the two biggest challenges I see. Mm -hmm. Jess, you want to add anything to that? Yeah. Um, just sort of echoing what Jonathan said, um, the having enough types of content, I feel like 
B2C businesses can fall into a, a pattern of posting the same style product shots or videos. And so getting enough unique content um, is, is difficult and you want to make sure that you're diversifying that content a little bit so that it doesn't become stale for your followers. Right. Right. And that's interesting because now we're diving a little bit back into what we talked about last week about how to diversify that content, how to really create content when you're a small company or when you're a big company. So Jess, how do you navigate those challenges? I would say it really comes down to planning and strategy on the front end. Um, And also making the most of your product shoots or video shoots. Something that we do a lot um, here at Big Slate is that we overshoot. And so while we may be planning for a longer video, we then can utilize different sections of that longer video or other shots that we took to use those as shorter, uh, digestible bits of content to use on social. So I would say um, just making the most use of that time allows you to have a wide variety of content to use uh, across multiple platforms and uh, really builds up that arsenal of, of videos and digestible content at your disposal. Right. Yeah, that's a great point, Jess. Uh, content, content is king. And whether you have a small team or a big team, you have to utilize the time you have and the people around you to either bring you content like you talked about last week or overshoot so you can have more. I think that's a wonderful point. What types of content have you seen work for B2C companies? I would say a great type of content that really works and is sort of unique uh, for B2C companies would be user-generated content, utilizing that pool of existing customers that you have that have already purchased your product and maybe doing it in the form of a social media contest or giveaway. Post yourself using this hashtag, uh, using our product, and you could win such and such and such. So as you just watch all those hundreds and hundreds of posts come in with that content hashtag, you can utilize any of that content uh, for the rest of time. And it's just all sitting there nice and pretty in Instagram. <laughs> right, right. I think one thing that we'll probably mention later and we'll, we'll talk about when we get to B2B is that one thing that's unique about business to consumer is that you don't have to create as much of an emotional connection with a consumer for them to, they're not looking to connect with your company so much that they're invested wholly. They're looking for an experience that really um, grasps them quickly and makes them want whatever the product is that you're selling. Um, would you guys agree with that? Nope. Nope, not at all. <laughs> you wouldn't agree with that? No, I, th- I think this is maybe a, a line of intersection for B2B and B2C. Um, it comes down to social media strategy as a whole, is that you know this is not a place to necessarily sell your product. We talked about this in the last one the last discussion that you use kind of the 80-20 rule, 80% of your posts are about lifestyle stuff, about your brand, about things that you love, things that your client or your, your audience loves. And then 20% is, oh, hey, I have this thing that I'm selling. Whether you're selling that to a business or a customer, it doesn't matter. People, what makes a good social media campaign, in my opinion, is it's heartfelt. It's it's you. It's It's the things that you care about. And if people like those things and they are in your audience, then they're going to like that post. You don't have to ask them to, you don't have to, you know, coach them to do anything. They're going to say, Oh, that's a cool photo. That's a cool video. I'm going to follow this company or I'm going to, you know, leave a comment um, or I'm going to buy it. Hmm. Yeah. That really, that really follows an idea that was originally coined by Brian Kramer, who's like a businessman, social media CEO type person, Um, H to H, which is human to human. He was saying B2B, B2B, or B2B and B2C is dead. It's H to H, it's human to human. I've also heard it referred to as P2P, person to person. Because even with B2B, 
there is another person that you are speaking to and they are a human with feelings and emotions in the same type of way of a B2C consumer. Because I would say for B2C, even you were saying that it's not an emotional decision. I feel like it's more emotional traditionally than a B2B decision. It's just a shorter buying process. It's, right. a, it's a quicker decision, but right. it's still right. emotionally driven. Yeah, that, well, that's what I was saying. I wasn't trying to say that it's not emotionally driven. I was trying to say when we look at B2B, there's a lot more people you have to convince in a B2B setting than there are in a B2C setting. A B2C setting is one person buying a product, and a B2B setting is five or six people that are invested into a company that you're trying to convince to buy your product or be a part of your partnership. So that's really what I was saying was not, it, it's a shorter buying process. I agree with everything you guys are saying. It, it was, it's just a shorter buying process. Um, and I think, yeah, let's just scrap the rest of the questions for B2C because I think that the meat of this conversation today is in B2B because it's harder to grasp B2B. So I want to get into B2B. Um, I am one that doesn't know a lot about B2B marketing, and that's why I'm interested to hear you guys talk about it. So talk to me first about what is good in B2B marketing. Is it social media? Is it using the white pages? What is it? All of the above. I Really in B2B, you're, usually your biggest uh, goal is lead generation and nurturing. So that's driving traffic to your website. So whether that's content that's living on your website that you're posting to social media to get people back to your website, that is typically the primary goal of a B2B business, I feel like. Would you agree, Jonathan? Yeah, totally. And and obviously, you know, brand awareness and that kind of stuff too, and which leads to lead generation. I think the the single greatest marketing tool that a B2B business can use is website content. That's where everything starts is in a Google search. Um, if you can't be found for your business name or keywords, then you know you don't stand a chance. Even if you got a great social campaign, so I think that's kind of the baseline. And then from there, it really—I mean, it, I have a hard—I have a hard time with this question because it's like, man, it, depending on you know your business, you could really strive to show up really uh, in a strong presence on LinkedIn, or you could really strive to have a great direct mail campaign. Um, as crazy as that sounds, it kind of works nowadays because nobody does direct mail anymore. So yeah, it's kind of hard to answer what the next thing is, but I, I hang my hat on website content being the, the number one. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's funny because when I think about consumer selling, you can do your research and find out what social media platform you need to be on. But when I think about B2B, it's, it's really hard for me to pinpoint what that is. Um, what, what's the hardest part? I mean, diversifying content is easy to point at for consumer selling and saying that's the hardest part of consumer selling. What is the hardest part of B2B um, content strategy? I would say it would go along with the sales funnel. It's really relationship focused. You need to make a relationship with your customer before they're going to purchase a software or service from you. And so I feel like with social media especially, it can feel difficult to uh, generate leads and to nurture them. But really, it's about creating content that targets a specific person in a different part of the buying process. Creating content that directly targets whatever part of the buying process that customer is, is in. in. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Right. That's good. Yeah. And it's important to remember the customer that we're talking about could be five or six people. Right. There's an interesting, 
there is a article in Forbes that I read right before this that said that there was like two from 2015 to 2017 there was a two person growth in the amount of people invested in a company um, overall for the top 500 companies in, in America which tells me that you're convincing seven people every time you're trying to market. You have to convince seven people every time you're trying to market to a company. Uh, do you want to add anything to, is there a hard part that you maybe have uh, come across, Jonathan, that you want to talk about? I think I just nailed it, but I think, or not but, and, um, I, th- I think the hard part is not coming across as a salesperson. And you know that's, on social media, if you're B2B, that goes back to what we talked about last week or last month, that it was, you know, it, posting just a post and posting about your product all the time and nobody cares or wants to hear about that. So, you know, make it something good and, and make it something that's, uh, you know, relevant. Um, so I know those are vague, but if you're listening to this, you know a general idea of what right. that is. We're okay giving you the tough love. No one cares about you (laughs) or your company. All they care about is connecting. It's true. I mean, we all all want human connections. So that is what's true there is no one cares about you or your company. And I think it's important to to note that although you are marketing to a business, you are marketing to people. Even though there may be five to seven people making that final decision, they are humans with, with feelings and they have short attention spans too, just like you do. And they want to see stuff that's fun and engaging. Uh, so even though you're selling to a business, you're still selling to people. Okay. So Jonathan, you run this business. So you know a lot about P2B marketing and you do all of our sales. So talk to me a little bit about how you overcome these challenges of connecting with a B2B client. So B2B is obviously hard. That's why we're talking about it. But you can't just go in one direction. And it's just like any marketing strategy. You can't just do social media. You can't just do emails. You can't just do networking. You got to kind of do it all. Um, so, and it's all got to work together. So for, for us, um, you know, this podcast is kind of a marketing thing. It's kind of a fun thing for us and keeps us on our toes, but it, it is kind of a marketing thing. This, you know, our, we run YouTube ads, we run Facebook ads and, and those ads are targeted towards business owners. They're targeted towards people in our industry um, because we like collaborating with other production companies. And um, so we're, we're using those, all of those channels and there's more, but I don't want to go onto it, but we're using all of those channels um, and, and we're targeting our audience in that. And we're not really doing much more, you know, the brand stuff. I, I just, you kind of make some of our ads. So it's like, you know, most of them, you can speak to this. Most of them are just like our logo or our, our name or, you know, some keywords like that. So, yeah, I feel yeah. like we're not like, you want a nice video for this price? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we really, we really show people who we are yeah. and, show why they would have fun working with us and yeah. really just showing off our content that we've already created for other people yeah. because it's good. I'll put in, I'll throw this into, I think a lot of the reason we've grown so quickly as a company has been just our community mindedness um, that we really love Knoxville. We really love the city. We love our chambers. And so we're really involved in those things. And so that's, that's been great for us. That's not been a reason that we've gone into those things, but it's, it's been fruit from it is, being involved in your community in a, from a B2B perspective in terms of marketing strategy has worked well for us. Yeah, word of mouth has been huge for us. And if yeah. you're looking at it on a digital level for maybe a larger B2B company, uh, reviews and referrals online. Mm-hmm. 
Totally. It's a, it's a major strategy for B2B companies. Yeah, that's a great point. And we are not the Bible by any means in terms of what works and what doesn't. Yeah, but for sure. <laughs> we do know what we've seen not work time and time again is just posting dumb posts about you or your most recent holiday sale. I don't know. Anyway, sometimes it's a guess and check is what I'm trying to kind of get at there. And we know by human nature that humans want to connect to people and they want to connect to a cause and they want to connect to a product. And if you're, that is not any different with B2B. It's not. It's just a longer process. As they say, hard work pays off. It's also a longer contract. (laughs) All right, let's move on. So we've been talking a lot about our ways of marketing content and our ways of hitting the nail on the head with B2B marketing. What are some other companies that have done it well? Is there any other examples of great B2B marketing you've seen out there? Yeah, I can think of some. They're not social media campaigns though, which is interesting. We were talking about how social media is great for B2B, but uh, something that comes to mind is email marketing campaigns. Some of the softwares that we use in the office or that I've used before, I'll subscribe to their newsletters uh, and I'll unsubscribe if I don't like what they're sending me. But one that comes to mind is Studio Binder. They're a company that offers software for making uh, shot lists and storyboards and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love their email newsletters. And it's funny because it, this is coming at it from the other side of B2B. They are targeting me as a video production professional, uh, but they offer you know just tips and tricks, tools to use, just fun videos about different shots and lenses and just all that stuff. But it's a really relatable and engaging newsletter. So that's the type of content I feel like works really well for B2B and one that targets me right. and I know it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a, what a great way to reach business people at their office in front of their email all day. Email marketing. You put together a good email marketing campaign and it can work for you. Jonathan, did you have anything you wanted to add there? Yeah, um, I think we're in the day and age of where a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs are jumping into things without a lot of formal education. And where do they go to get that information? Google and YouTube. And me being one of those people, I spend a lot of time on YouTube and I get Vimeo ads like crazy. Same. Uh, If you don't know what Vimeo is, it's a a, a company that hosts videos so that you can kind of have a video portfolio and that kind of stuff. Similar to YouTube, but different. And um, (laughs) Because it's not owned by Google. Yeah, exactly. Uh Um, But I, I get a lot of those ads. I also get a lot of Squarespace ads too, which they're definitely B2B. So I think YouTube is kind of an underutilized ad platform that has been effective for me. We don't have a Wix website, but we do have Vimeo. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, those are both great examples. And I think it further iterates that diversifying your campaign is important and finding different platforms you can advertise and market on is important. You have to think where your audience member is going to be at the time that you want to get to them. And if that's sitting at an email, that's sitting at an email. If that's sitting watching videos, learning about something, that's what you should be doing. Uh, So lastly, we'll talk about, before we wrap things up, why is it important to diversify a campaign in B2B? Because it's clearly important to diversify. We have already talked about this, but I want to hear kind of a final, give you a chance to say kind of a final thought about that. Uh, whichever one of you wants to start. I think this kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Uh, 
about the customer purchasing process. It's in B2B, it's typically a longer process. And so you really need to have different types of content to reach the customer based on whatever spot they are in that sales funnel. So that's how, that is why I would say it's important to diversify it because otherwise they don't even know who you are and you're saying, buy this from me, but you haven't even done any brand awareness ads. They're gonna be like, I don't even know who you are. I'm not gonna buy from you. Right, right. And the reason that can go across multiple platforms is because we're business to consumer. If I research and find out that majority of my audience is on Instagram, then I can do all of those ads on Instagram. If I want, I can do an awareness ad. I can do a purchase now ad, but with business to business, you're not necessarily going to find them at each point in the funnel on the same platform. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan, do you want to add anything? Yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit about the money and in diversifying your money. You give um, me a raise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, not yet. Okay. Uh, you can finish hosting this. <laughs> okay. No, but really, um, I think there's stats out there that suggest that you should spend between nine to twelve percent of your sales revenue. That should equal your marketing budget. Hmm. So you can do the math on that and figure out what that is for you. And then. There's also the suggestion that uh, 20% of that 10% should be uh, spent on social media ads. Hmm. Um, and that's across the board. That's B2B, that's B2C. I think for B2B, um, that that might be a little bit less, and maybe you allocate that towards um, you know towards a different channel. But um, a, a lot of people, I, I guess they don't really know where to start on a budget, um, I talk to a lot of business owners that are like marketing. Yeah, we do that, I guess. Um, and they got no idea what they spend we or no, no plan. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, somebody else's problem. And they don't really put a plan together and, and they don't know where to start. So that's where you can start is figuring out how much money you can spend on that and then set that aside and then uh, get somebody to, to help you allocate it. Nice. How much of that budget is set aside for raises every year? Gosh. <laughs> Uh, okay. Also, I, I do oh. want to I do want to add one more thing to yeah. that. Uh, a lot of marketing is trial and error. So when it comes to finding where your audience is and what types of content work for them it, on those channels, it, it is trial and error. And budgets can be the same way. You could put a ton of money behind a campaign that flops, but that's okay because then you you learn from it and you can decide what would be more engaging for your audience on that platform. Right. Don't get discouraged. Just if something doesn't work, don't get discouraged. That's the worst thing you can do is just is quit. So continue at it, try things, and find out what works. We promise something will. We just don't know exactly what. <laughs> Actually, give us a call. We know you. exactly what will work for your business. That's ah. www.bigslatemedia.com. Ah, shameless plug. Second week in a row. Come on. <laughs> okay, well, despite that shameless plug from Jess, uh, I'm going to wrap things up here. We hope you guys have learned something today. We want this podcast to be both for the person who knows nothing about marketing and also the person who's really trying hard and just needs a little bit of help and we're here for you and we hope that you can ask us questions. So if you have a question about today's podcast or our first podcast, please email us at info at big If you need clarity on anything or just want help knowing maybe what the right platform is for your company, um, please send us an email. And just so you're not offended, if you're a B2C person out there, the truth is you do have it easier. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on our podcast. We'll see you guys next time on No Content. <laughs>